0: Welcome to one big episode of the film room. Uh, yes, we have we have a lot to cover today and not much time. So let's let's just get the topic out of the way. We're going to be covering the movies of the summer of 2008. Mm-hmm. Looking back 10 years and we're going to cover everything. Mm-hmm. This is your, we're going to cover some of the big indies. We're going to cover the movies you remember. We're going to cover the movies you forgot. Why are we going to do this? Because it's my opinion that summer 2008 is the very best one that I've ever lived through. It was a really good summer, just both personally and in the movie sense. It's, it's a positive time. This is, there are some... The smaller films on this list are amazingly good, and I'm really excited to cover those. Mm-hmm. So we've got so much to cover. So before we cover it, though, let's get an apology out of the way. You might notice that covering a massive amount of films uh in one uh from one time block is kind of how they do it on 80s all over. Is it? Uh yes, a podcast that I adore. You mm-hmm. have not w- listened to it. I have. I haven't yet, and I need to because I absolutely is, have the opportunity cuz Mr. Z- yeah. And you need to, and you need to listen to it in chronological order. You start at the beginning and you go forward.
1: Do they per, uh, do they perchance have their Podcast published on Spotify.
0: Uh, I don't know if they have it on Spotify. I know that they have it on iTunes. Oh, cool! So, hi Lola. Hello, Lola. Yes, our mascot is here as always. I can now, looks... I
1: can now picture. Like, where are you right now in your home?
0: Uh, I'm in. I'm at the dining room table where we played uh, cards. Nice.
1: Yeah, I've since. I'm not sure we've recorded. Well, we have not. Yeah, we recorded mm-hmm.
0: and released.
1: Like the one that we recorded right yeah. there, but yeah, uh,
0: I can now picture your space more accurately yep <laughs> so that's where I am, but that's... anyway, I just want to get the apologies to them out of the way because frankly, we did this first yes we 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 were there first, uh we did this with this <laughs> we started doing this with the summer of nineteen ninety seven cast and we're kind of doing bringing that format back <laughs> it's another kind of just massive. Fire your gun at everything and see what sticks, yeah so as I said, we've got some all time classics, we've got some utter duds, so let's get started, and I'm just going to say right off the bat, the major movies that you're thinking of from this summer are probably not the ones we're going to spend too much time on yeah and let's and let's prove that by starting on may second May second gave mm-hmm. us Iron Man that man yes how how much more is there to say about Iron Man at this point? God.
1: Yeah, it's it's iconic. I just bought it. Um, I am ashamed to say it took me this long, but I'm also desperately trying to catch up. On uh, I want to own all the Marvel films. Yeah, so, good but, goal. Yeah, so that's one of the first ones I bought because John Favreau, and I realized just recently that uh, most of the MCU, in one way or another, kind of has based itself on John Favreau's film.
0: Yeah. It like, set the tone visually.
1: Mm-hmm. It set, and, you know, the wisecracking stuff. that kind of, Like I'm sure that was the vision they had, but John Furrow yeah. fits it. Because that's
0: yeah. kind of what his movies are like. And I love that he's not out of the universe, even though he's left it as a director. Yeah. Uh, he's he, been in it as... He produces a lot of the films. He produces a lot of them, and mm-hmm. he's in them as an actor. Yeah, as Happy Hogan. He's still... Yeah, and by the way, loving that character from the comics, he is such a perfect choice. That yeah, yeah That mm. Iron Man. There's not much more to say. This is the movie that cemented the first weekend in. Actually, that's not true. I was about mm-hmm. to say this is the movie that cemented the first weekend in May. Mm-hmm. That's not actually true. Yeah. The first, the movie that did it was Spider Man. Spider Man yeah. said, "This is the weekend in May that we go to." Okay. Uh, and then X X Three did it years. Uh, X Three did it later. And then um, gotcha. they've just kind of they've just kind I, of gone back to it.
1: I wasn't aware that Spider-Man set that trend.
0: Since 2008, there has not been a non-Marvel movie in that date hmm. because it was X-Men Origins Wolverine, Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I take it back. I think in uh, 2010, nope, there was because it was uh, Thor, Thor in 2010, Thor in 2011, yep. 11, yeah, Avengers, yeah. Avengers in. Uh, 2012 um mm-hmm. let's see 2013 was Iron Man 2 2014 was Amazing Spider-Man 2 yes. 2015 was I'm trying to think what was it uh 2015
1: that was, was oh Avengers. Avengers Avengers yes
0: Avengers Age of Ultron 2016 it was uh Civil War 2017 it mm-hmm. was uh Guardians of the Galaxy and then it was Infinity War so yes. yeah so, Iron Man, we know it's great. There's not much more to say. We got a lot more to cover. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, do you remember the movie Maid of Honor? Uh, It rings a bell. Patrick Dempsey plays a guy whose girlfriend, or whose be- female best friend is getting married, and he's been tapped to be the Maid of Honor, ah. and he decides he's going to steal her, and he does. Oh, jeez. It's a sick movie. It's a sick movie. Wow. Um, it's kind of an MRA fantasy, and it was sold to women. I know. Yikes. I don't like My Best Friend's Wedding, but at least that one was honest enough to know she didn't get the guy at the end.
1: Right. Yeah, there's no way. And also acknowledges uh, what
0: a scumbag she is for trying. I like that last act almost enough to like the movie, and I don't, but I can't because the rest of the movie is so horrid. Yeah. Uh, then we hit on two indies that uh, I don't think people are going to, I don't know. Um, Son of Rambo is the one that i think is better known i like that yeah i like that one uh, garth jennings garth jennings that was his uh, follow-up to uh hitchhiker's, hitchhiker's guide to guide, the galaxy which i'm still a big
1: fan of uh how that movie turned out yeah i wish they, i wish they made a second one but i alas, do too. that's not gonna happen
0: it ain't gonna happen it's a real shame yeah red belt have you seen red belt from david mamet uh no Cool, this is going to be my chance to stop and uh, do our first, I want y'all to see this. Okay. Because Red Belt's awesome. I Red mean, Belt is I mean, David really Mamet. <laughs> yeah, Red Belt yeah. is really good. David Mamet is a, a horrible person, by all accounts. Oh, is I, he really? I, I'm bothered by a lot of the things he says. But he can write. The dude can write. And he does there. It's...
1: Well, he uh, hasn't abused anyone or... Um, That's true. Is a pedophile, right? <laughs> I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's written some awfully misogynistic works. But he, uh, th- th- you're right. He hasn't done he hasn't done anything. He's just kind of a sleazy guy. Yeah. Thing is, he can write and direct, and he kills it here. Chiwetel Ejiofor should have become the biggest star in the world out of this movie. This movie should have been a hit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it was too small. I think if it had gotten a release two months earlier, it would have cleaned up. Didn't, mm-hmm. and that's a shame. That's too bad. All right. You
1: know, according see. to it's a, no, according to him, uh, the perfect movie from a writing standpoint is uh, Galaxy Quest. Mammoth, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. According to his book, Baby vs. Godzilla. You know what? Galaxy Quest is an awesome script. I'm not going to fight him. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump to yeah. May 9th, because we got a movie we've already covered, but it's probably quite possibly the biggest money loser of the summer. Mm-hmm. With a budget of 120 million and a worldwide gross of 44 million. Uh huh. Let's all find it funny then how many tributes Speed Racer got on its 10th anniversary. Boy, did people have <laughs> a lot to say about Speed Racer. Yeah, I love Speed Y'all, Racer. We've covered I'm it. I'm guilty of this. Mm-hmm. We have covered it. I'm guilty of this. A lot of us are guilty of it. Mm-hmm. We slept on Speed Racer.
1: Yeah, I. Uh I have to brag for a second and say I knew it was great from the start. Like yeah. I I knew it had its problems. Like I still acknowledge that there are some pieces of dialogue that just feel kinda yeah. like really, really guys, really. But but otherwise Yeah, I mean, but it's it's great. Like it's it feels it feels like anime and live action. Like it perfectly captures the style.
0: Yeah. And I It's love just that. I love it, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, a lot of people love this one. On its 10th anniversary, I saw a lot of people talking about it, Good. and I'm glad. Speed Racer has found its audience. As I think it, it, still has, it still has yet to find the big audience it's due, Yeah, but it's coming. So let's talk about the movie that I did see in theaters, uh, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Uh, a friend of mine convinced me, let's go see what happens in Vegas. Uh. It wastes an amazing cast oh. in support. Um, yeah. Queen Latifah really This is what we find to do with this woman mm. um, I'm yeah. not bothered that Dennis Miller is wasted Because that's great Queen Latifah's
1: talent has been wasted in many a way um, The industry
0: really I, I think the only time uh, Outside of Set It Off that I think she really Found her place on screen Is Chicago Chicago, Chicago yeah. used her great Now I should point out I also was uh, a fan of uh, Living Single growing up. Living Single was awesome. Yes. I'm glad that one's getting a rediscovery. Yes. Um, and I should point out, Girl's Trip did get really great reviews and did get really good box office. Mm-hmm. But by and large, when she's done anything else, it yeah. hadn't gone so long. Um, yeah. Uh, the one thing I do remember about this movie was watching it thinking, wow, that black-haired actress that plays uh, Ashton Kutcher's uh, casual sex partner... She sure is good. I hope I see her again in something. huh. And uh, fans of Jessica Jones will know that, yes, we did indeed. Uh, that was nice. the first place I saw Kristen Ritter. And she is immediately great in this movie. I don't good. know why she is, but she's great. Mm-hmm. She's she's really good. Um. Wow. I will say, Cameron Diaz has never worked for me as an actress. Mm -hmm. there is something fundamentally phony about her as a performer that i can't express Mm -hmm. i just don't think she's very talented yeah and this movie i have the same problem with ashton kutcher Mm. ashton kutcher seems like a smart guy in real life he seems like Mm -hmm. an intelligent adult person Mm. i don't buy him as the idiot he plays in this movie i don't buy him I don't buy him in the roles he plays. I just don't buy him. He's mm-hmm. not an actor, yeah he's a likable guy. I'm sure he is not well, an actor.
1: One of the things well, the cool thing that he's doing now, like in lieu of acting uh is like he he's an advocate against not just an advocate well he he's active against uh catching sex traffickers, yes, he is. And yes, yes. Like, he has actual made actually made a real difference on that front. And that's Yeah. I think what, that's cool. And one of the best I think one of the best things I heard about that is that um you know, and kind of the sweep that's going on in Hollywood right now is uh somebody put it it's like, I wonder why, you know, Ashton doesn't do movies anymore. It's like, well he does this and it's like, well, you gotta wonder if that's all he talked about, and then nobody wanted to hire him anymore because probably. they were uncomfortable. It's like,
0: probably. You, know, you know, that's kind of put as a joke, but they're probably not far off. I mean, I will Whoa. avoid noting that he met his wife when they, when she was a minor. But, but so is he. That's, that, that, well, he was a little bit older. But, yeah. it, but here's the thing, the age difference wasn't... I don't yeah. think the age difference was any greater than, like, my parents, so I can't say too much. And they didn't get right. together when she was a minor.
1: No, um,
0: Let's go to a movie that bled some more money. May have even bled more, come to think about it, than yeah. Speed Racer, but grossed enough that it was a face saver. Mm-hmm. Do you even remember that The Chronicles of Narnia 2 came out on May 16th? No, no, that was what,
1: uh, oh. Prince.
0: Yeah. Prince Caspian. Prince Caspian. Second one? Prince Caspian. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I guess Don,
1: Don Treader was the first one.
0: Uh Don Treader was the third one. It was Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, which is excellent, which was the mm-hmm. first one. Yeah, Does I, anybody even I remember, remember it this came scene? out. That's all I remember. <laughs> There's nothing more to say about it. It came out. I didn't it see out. it. I'm not going to comment on it. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. Let's move on to a movie that we definitely saw. Mhm. Why do we have to deal with these people? Let's talk about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, shall Could we? Please. It's please. awesome. It's awesome. Y'all are wrong. Y'all put too much stake in these movies. I l- that's my thoughts. I love it. Like, it's... Like, okay, I saw, like, the...
1: Uh, I used to really like the, like, Mr. Plinkett, Red New Media reviews. Yeah. But, you know, since... I don't know, I can't nitpick that hard. I really can't on anything, yeah anymore, just because nah, it doesn't really matter but and this is really not a movie that it does- that deserves it, no, and he made some valid points about like the style they chose over like what they were going for, but ultimately, I don't care because uh what they suggested instead would not make for a good movie. Like no. this is still um like I I you know, at the end, yeah, it was ridiculous. Like when aliens showed up, excuse me, extra dimensional mm. beings. Uh um, I like that idea, by the way. Yeah. Even Spielberg was like trying to fight Lucas on that. Yeah. But, but it's in the a fifties movie. Yeah, exactly. But in the end it's like, uh, you know, why not? <laughs> we why have, not? We have, uh, like, he. This is also a series in which uh, Jones gets his heart ripped out, literally, and also it's, and also you know, uh, the the literal arc of the covenant. I mean, come on,
0: this is not a serious franchise. It's not. It's not Schindler's List, people. No, no. Even though it does share a director in common, it's not Schindler's List. This right. is Spielberg having fun, and look, I-, I love the Indiana Jones movies. I love Indiana Jones. It's silly. It's fluffy. Mm-hmm. It's goofy. I don't care. It worked for me. Yeah. So we're going to keep going, because there's a movie on May 23rd that I'm going to stop to point out, just to point out what a horrible idea this was. Mm-hmm. On May 23rd, you have the Money Loser War, Inc., which cost $10 million and made 600000 Huh. Yeah. Americans were not ready to laugh at the war in Iraq. Oh. I don't think we're ever going to be ready to laugh at that. That's a bad idea for a movie. No. Next. Yeah. Let's go to it. So let's let's jump ahead to another indie comedy. Because we're going to jump ahead to May 30th. And this is going to be another case where I'm just going to stop to tell y'all to see a movie. The Foot Fist Way came out on May 30th. Oh,
1: I, yeah. I sort of remember this one.
0: I have never seen it. This one's awesome. Danny wow. McBride is great in it Mm -hmm. this one is hilarious this one is vulgar this one is Mm. yes it's very negative it's very unpleasant at times but i love it Mm -hmm. this is a comedy about toxic masculinity Mm. that nails it it's from the guys that did eastbound and down yes Um, i have seen that that and i do and i do love that it's that team if you've seen that and you love that watch this this is great good danny McBride steals well he doesn't steal the movie he controls it it's yeah. his movie and he controls it
1: he's also like the principal character and he's found it out yeah yeah
0: yeah it's good now we're gonna now on also on may 30th sex in the city the movie <laughs> i hey. didn't see this one i didn't see this one i know and i'm not i'm not gonna begrudge anybody who loves it okay yeah if you love it that's great not my thing I didn't watch the show. I didn't watch the movie. Um, yeah. Also not my thing, The Strangers. The Strangers. I know a lot of people that love it. The horror movie. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that really love it. I haven't seen it. It's a home invasion movie. I'm just kind of over home invasion movies. Yeah. I, and of course, this was 10 years ago, so I'm really over them now. It's just <laughs> not my thing. But yeah. a lot of people love it. A lot of people love it. Um, so that's May. That's May. Mhm. Um, some, some, some good titles there I, I think you could easily keep yourself I like that, at, that for most of the month, weeks you had at least one new title that was worth watching and since yeah. uh, the first week had three you could easily go to the movies once a week through May and be really good Mhm. so we're going to jump into June and I'm going to note that I put a direct video movie on here on June 3rd just to ask what the hell were they thinking with the Onion movie the, oh, I've for- never seen it. I've seen that pieces existed. of it. It's awful.
1: Oh, it is no. obvious
0: that they. It's obvious they wanted to put their name on a Kentucky Fried movie type movie, and they failed. They failed oh. so badly. I, so, think, I think
1: I remember catching pieces of the end, like it on cable or it's something. That wasn't. I wasn't impressed. <laughs>
0: It went. It was intended for theatrical release. It did go direct to video. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, fortunately, we have a lot more to say about the next few movies that we're going to be talking about. Uh, starting on June sixth, mm-hmm. where you had you don't mess with the Zohan. Yes. Adam Sandler's contribution. By the way, that movie cost ninety million and made a hundred million. Jesus. That doesn't feel like a very good investment. I'm just going to throw it out there. Nah. <laughs> No, that, that wasn't a good investment. That was... But, you know what? I'm not mad at having an Adam Sandler movie on the list. I ain't mad at Sandler. I don't, I don't dislike him. I don't have the rage yeah. towards Adam Sandler that some people have. Yeah, I mean, he... Like, he's made some bad movie
1: decisions. Like, as far as... Creatively, like... um, I think he's a way better actor than he is a comedian. I think he is too. Like I think he is too. I think he's a fascinating actor. I love him as an actor. I love him as an actor, but it's frustrating because like a lot of the parts that he does, like which is self inflicted, like completely,
0: um, he doesn't get to show off his chops. No. And I give him credit for this one. He did at least try to play a character. He did at least try something. Good. I haven't seen it, it's not for me. Yeah, just like but, Sarah but Silverman.
1: I like her better as an
0: actor than you do. Same, same. <laughs> and I'll say this for Sandler. He <laughs> is one of those guys that you don't have to dig very deep to hear a lot of stories about him. There yeah. are a lot of stories about what an unbelievable nice guy he is on sets. Yeah. Well, that's uh, People who people have worked as, as extras on his sets say he is the most attentive, most curious, decent, down-to-earth guy. <laughs> and, you know, credit due to the guy. Yeah. what does he do with all of his money? What does he do with his wealth? He spends it making movies with his friends. That's true. That's lazy, but you know what? That's I, cool too. I I, can't, I dig that. I can't completely fault him for that. <laughs> no. I, I, I don't like his movies, but you know, mm-hmm. cool guy. And I and I, I ain't mad I ain't mad at this one. Yeah. Believe me, there there are movies later on that we're going I'm gonna get mad at. Yeah. Well I'm at it, I'm not mad at Kung Fu Panda. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Though the sequel is so much better than the first one that it's almost absurd. Yeah. Um, I want to point out, by the way, this is the first movie that I saw in Theatrical IMAX, and this is the first time Mm. that I realized Theatrical IMAX was a crock of shit. Yep. Theatrical IMAX is a lie, people.
1: It is. It continues to be... Yeah, IMAX. It continues to be, uh... I forgot that that debuted about ten years ago, um... Yeah, but it's I remember not. I remember Ramon complaining about it uh, when it came out. It's like, yeah, you're right.
0: But there's no, only one. Go on.
1: No, I've been I've been to like a regular IMAX. Like, there's one at the uh, Kansas City yeah. Zoo, and uh, I saw Fantasia 2000 there, and that's like a three story screen. This
0: was nothing. This was yeah. Now th- I will say you know the IMAX screen in Little Rock. You've been there. You've, you've mm-hmm. sat in that screen. It's yeah. pretty. Don't get me wrong. It everything looks and sounds good there. Mm-hmm. I think the sound system is usually great. Mm-hmm. I don't think, but I you don't get what you're paying for is the yeah. thing. It de- yeah, it doesn't and, deserve the the title. It is not IMAX. It is no. not earned IMAX. As no. I said, I did go to the, uh, but this was this was the debut of the one in Little Rock. Um, which again, you've you've been to that theater because that's where we saw Doctor Strange. Yes, completely. it's good and it's good, but uh, Kung Fu Panda. I think here's what? my issue with this movie. What it used to be, st- what used to be in the rave, right? No, no. This is what used. This was the uh, one way out in West Little Rock.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, but anyway, anyway, with yes. With Kung with Kung Fu Panda, here's my take on the movie. Mm-hmm. It's very generic. It's very formu- formulaic. It's very familiar. Mm-hmm. What elevates it is, it's gorgeously animated. And mm-hmm. Jack Black is so irrepressibly fun to watch. I like yeah. watching Jack Black in something. Yeah. So, I prefer the second one, but the first one's not bad. The first one's perfectly fine, and I, I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. Like, I'll put it that way. Yeah. I would watch it again if it was put in front of me. Yeah. Now we're going to jump on to uh, June 13th. Because we've got two big movies this day. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get the Marvel movie out of the way so that we can address it. The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. This was nar- ju- This was June? Yeah, June. Oh, wow. Narrowly lost... Nar- yeah. This is the one where it became clear that, yes, this is going to be a universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it is technically the only Marvel movie without a post-credits scene... Because they put the post-credits scene just before the credits. And they put it in the trailer, which was... No. And they put it in the trailer, which was bad. Yeah, bad idea. Bad. Bad idea. Because, of course, what was notable about the trailer, about the mm-hmm. credit scene, was that it was the scene where Tony Stark shows up. I get why they did,
1: ultimately, because they wanted to highlight the fact that, yeah, this takes place in the same universe as Iron Man, which was popular. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but... but they put the entire appearance in the trailer they did that said can we just go back and realize what a seismic amazing thing it was that iron man showed up in a hulk movie mm-hmm. that was huge yeah iron man showed up in a hulk movie mm-hmm. that hadn't happened before you might get a casual reference to another hero but it would never mean anything yeah. This was This was Tony Stark played by Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. showing up. And it should be noted that uh while Edward Norton did not continue on, mm-hmm. it's to be stressed that this movie is still hard canon. I hear people debate this sometimes. It's This movie is yeah. still
1: hard canon and the um, appearance of um the General
0: and General uh, Ross yeah, uh the Civil War. Uh, and Infinity, Infinity War.
1: And Infinity
0: War. yeah, that's right. Yeah, William Hurt has stuck around as uh, General Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting fact, Universal forced Marvel to go with Edward Norton because he was a bigger name. Yeah. Do you know, do you know who Marvel wanted for the Hulk? Uh, I know this, but I forgot. You shouldn't be forgetting it, though, man. You should not be forgetting this one. Yes, they wanted Mark Ruffalo marvel's first choice was mark ruffalo oh god damn okay yeah looking back at it marvel had to wish marvel by all accounts norton was impossible to work with he rewrote the script yeah to the point but... that he almost got writing credit but the writers guild of america stepped in and said nope good
1: yeah i i read said, i recently read a thing on the full story on that uh and yeah he just wanted complete creative control. i guess he does that in all his movies yeah, and uh, that's what made him
0: so great in Birdman. Yeah, and uh, did he really have some brain control in that? In Birdman? No, because yeah. he, d- he had none, but he got to make fun of himself. Oh, good, yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, and
1: yeah, the the difference is they would not let him in the editing room.
0: Yeah, and that's what killed it. Um, yeah. I was going to say, this movie is awesome. This movie is great. I love this movie. I had a yeah. poster of it on my wall for years. I love this movie. I, there's guess,
1: I guess there's a sort of loose end that's not tied up in it, which mm-hmm. is the, um, what's his
0: name? The guy from My Brother Mark, though. Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, yeah. The leader. The leader. The leader. He's still he's still out there looming. That's what they call his character in the comics. Yeah. He's still out there. He's a potential threat. Um, yeah. And I'd like to see him bring him back. So I loved him Blake Nelson. He's amazing. Yeah, he's great. Um, but anyway, we got one more movie on the state that we need to talk about. And we're not going to spend too long on it because I don't want to kick a dog when it's down. Mm-hmm. Can we agree that it's a blessing that M. Night Shyamalan got it back together after the happening? Yeah, oh, thank God. Yeah, I that's... read. This... I'm just going to say I read a draft of this script and I thought it worked great. And then it didn't work on screen, and it's a very simple reason why. In print, I think it does read like the comedy Shyamalan claims it was supposed to be. Hmm. I don't think Shyamalan had any idea how to execute the dark comedy in it. Yeah. I think he was lost as to how to execute it. Yeah. I think he had no idea what he was doing. I think he was trying, and I think he eventually did get that figured out for The Visit and for Split. Yeah, I agree. I don't feel like The Happening completely is successful. Yeah. Or I don't think it's successful I, at all. I, I I don't think it is. And I think it's because Shyamalan just didn't know what he was doing. No. I, I like, knew Shyamalan,
1: like, started to have his critics, like, especially after The Village. But I was still, like, very much in defense of him. He, uh, he would
0: turn it around.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, The Happening. It's like, I... My first, my impression coming out was, oh, I liked that. That wasn't as bad as people say. And then, the more I thought about it, and the more it just, it just rotated around in my head. It's like
0: this, this wasn't good. He, he just didn't find the tone on it. I think it's a great idea for a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. He didn't find the tone. Nah, no, no. So no. let's let's jump ahead to June twentieth. Uh huh. June twentieth brings us three movies. Let's get the one that I had the least to say out of the way. Uh, Kit Kittredge and American Girl mm-hmm. was based on the American Girl dolls. I didn't see it. I didn't either. It's yeah, we're not. Not the for me. Not for me. For those that were, I hope you enjoyed it. Wasn't you? You know. Let's 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 address then the love guru because I don't want to talk about that one for very long. Who didn't that kill some careers? that killed a lot of careers on a 62 million dollar budget 32 -hmm. million dollars and that was the end for mike myers yeah that was it that was it that's myers has spent the last decade unable to get it back together he hasn't been able to put a film together Mm -hmm. he hasn't been able to nothing his career was that's it Mm -hmm. that is the end for mike myers that's the end for him yikes uh, he's he has gone on to the Gong Show on H on ABC. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, mm. Just oh, and I he was in Inglorious Bastards. I'll say that, but it's a oh, quick yeah, one scene right. role. But it's a quick one scene role where it's more a gag that he's in it.
1: Yeah, even
0: yeah, and you yeah,
1: know Quentin Tarantino is known for resurrected careers, so you can you can make the joke that
0: even Quentin Tarantino couldn't resurrect his career. I have, uh, you know, it's worth noting, the writer of it is uh, from Conway, Arkansas. Oh, the really? The co-writer of it. Yeah, the guy that was forced into co-writing it with Myers. It is well-known in town. He hates the movie. Yeah? Oh, my God. He, and I can see why. This is, a there is nothing redeemable about the Love Guru. Mm. It is entirely Mike Myers' ego run amok. And it, mm. You know, uh, Matthew Buck noted this in his review. It's a real shame that the movie focuses on cameos that it doesn't actually have. Like, Celine Dion and Oprah are big deal cameos in the movie. Except they're not in it. Except they're not in it. I know. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Wow. It's not a... Yeah, this is not a good movie. Let's talk about a good movie, though. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Get Smart, because I feel like this one was probably doomed by a little bit too big of a budget. Yeah. Uh this one had an eighty million dollar budget and returned 130 million. Mm. It didn't really make a profit when that's all said and done. When you really look at it, that wasn't enough to make a profit. I think if it had gotten to 150 we would have seen a sequel. Mm. We didn't. Um and it's a shame because if you want to talk about an adaptation that understood what the hell it was doing, this is one. Mm -hmm. this is on a very short list of tv adaptations where they didn't try to do anything with the material except adapt it just Mm -hmm. put it on screen because what can you do to make get smart funnier what can you do to make fun of get smart it's already comic genius what you do is you just Mm -hmm. adapt it you just you just tell it on the big screen and that's what they did Steve Carell was a phenomenal choice for Don Adams and had his voice down. Carell had the voice. He had this. It wasn't ever an impersonation, but it was definitely Maxwell Smart. You believed it wasn't Steve Carell playing a secret agent. You believed he was playing Maxwell Smart. Uh, Because I grew up with the show. I used to watch it on Nick at Night and I loved Get Smart. And and I love this movie. Um, Anne Hathaway was a phenomenal uh, 99. I mean, just to a T who you hoped she'd be. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that they did have some fun with how she was created. They had some fun with the idea that she was an older woman who'd had plastic surgery. Um, Then you've got Alan Arkin as uh, the, uh, you know, you've got Alan Arkin as uh, the chief. That's great casting. Dwayne Johnson as, okay, Dwayne Johnson's character might as well have had a neon sign over his head going, I'm the traitor. (laughs) you knew from the second he showed up. He's too big to be in this movie, but it's Dwayne Johnson, so he's great. Yeah. Uh, Man, this one hit the spot. And I'm telling you, it's because this one actually tried to adapt the source. If you love Get Smart, here is a movie that got it. Here's a movie that understood it. I've got nothing but love for this movie. This is one that... It made money. You know, it didn't... Well, it didn't make money. That's what I just said. It was... it, it was, it, It did decent at the box office, but I just don't think it caught on enough to get a sequel. I wish it had. This is a damn good movie. If you haven't seen it, go back. Rediscover it. I still have yet to. It... As someone who really loves the show, this is what it was supposed to be. I... Wonderful, wonderful film. Um, Gonna note a direct video movie on June twenty fourth. One of the Futurama direct video movies came out on June twenty fourth. Yes. 24th. Yes. Which I one? love these, but they're not really movies at the same time. I I know. Yeah.
1: I have a I have a story behind that one actually. Um, mm. that was the day. Okay, so I had a few days off because I was supposed to be, um, on a film set, yeah. but they never called me. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. a few days I'm not getting paid. Whatever but end up working to my advantage anyway because that is the day that my niece was born. Oh. Yeah. And yeah so kids. Yeah, so I remember like I I was on call um to like you know when when the baby was born and this station was ready I was I was going mm. to rush to the hospital to see my niece. Um nice for the first time ever. So but uh, in the meantime, to kill some time, I knew that the second Futurama movie was about to come out, or was came out that day, so I got The Beast with the voting bags, so I went home, started to watch it, and then I got the call in the middle of the film, and it's like, okay, going. And then Yeah. yeah.
0: And I will yeah. never, ever, ever, ever forget that day, as long as I live. It was Cause that is indeed the one that came Because that is indeed the one that came out, and it's a yeah. good one. That's a good one. I, I wish these had one. gotten... David I Cross wish they'd gotten is The Beast. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I wish they'd gotten a Fathom screening. I wish yeah. they'd gotten a Fathom screening.
1: Uh, that would yeah. have been. I I, I, will, I I will say in their defense, as movies, like yeah, it is four episodes. They're related. They're crammed into one. However, they are like they're more they're more movies
0: than uh, the Family Guy movie was. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They do at least have a beginning, middle, and end.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the story is continuous and not just obviously three loose. Yeah, you know, not really, not in, not in fact,
0: not related episodes. Actually, in you know. fact, on Netflix, uh, they're re- they're still released in movie form. Yeah, they're not chopped up. Yeah, and I think that's good because they are fundamentally they do play that way, mm. and uh, Bender's game really plays great that way. But it uh, does. Let's let's jump, but I, I love these movies. I've got nothing but love for them, and that's why I want to make sure to note them, because they're really good. Mm-hmm. June 27th, and here's where we're going to hit a movie that no one remembers and a movie that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Let's get the one that no one remembers out of the way. Can you believe that Wanted was ever as big as it was? Yeah, I never saw it. I remember it. Didn't um, either. Didn't care.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Wanted it was a thing that happened. I, it was aggressively what it was. I, I have nothing else to say about it. I didn't see it. I, di- I didn't have any interest in seeing it. I just, no, no. But let's talk about Wally for a few moments, shall we? Oh, hell yeah. We all we all know wall mm-hmm. We all saw it. I saw it at a midnight screening. And let me tell you, it killed Yeah. I can think of a few movies that have... It just... It hit the audience hard. Everyone thought it was great. The one thing I do want to talk about is... What do you make of the complaint that when they leave Earth, it stops being good?
1: When they leave... Um...
0: No. I disagree
1: with that. Like, okay. I I, I do too. I think... I think the reason uh, everyone says that is because... Like, for the first half of the film... Uh, it's probably not even half. It's probably only a third. But yeah, uh, like really, but like there's no dialogue other than you know Wally saying Wally and Eve saying Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and it's pure cinema. Like, and that is there is something to be said for that. That is amazing. I do not, however, think it should have been that way the entire film.
0: No, um, because that would have been
1: no, no.
0: no. I think it's trans. I think Wally is transcendent as it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's amazing as it is. I there is one complaint that I have about it mm-hmm. that is I do think that it gets a little fat phobic, a little bit in a way that's really kind of unsettling, a little classist. A little bit. I could do without those touches. Yeah, I
1: think they. I think even they, um, like kind of wanted to get away from that a little bit, so they called it like the big baby. Thing. Like yeah. they may have more, like, like, because if they really made them, uh, like, um,
0: they make them childlike, is what they do. Yeah,
1: they do. Yeah, they do. Like, if they really made
0: them realistic, it would have been kind of sad. Like, it's they, still, yeah. it's still iffy. But I don't care because yeah. it's such a transcendent film. It's such a gorgeous film. Yeah. I love this movie. I, I really do. I don't love... I remember... I just, I just
1: remember right. listening to the uh, Kevin Smith podcast on it, like, going up to the film, seeing it, and then listening to the spoiler part after.
0: And he, yeah. he proclaimed it as a very ballsy film. <laughs> and he's right. It is. It yes. Is. I agree completely. I I do agree. I do agree. So, mm. I love Wally... Let's talk about a movie that I so don't love. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Hancock, shall we? Let's. When we were doing the precast, I noted this is one that we're going to spend some time on. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to spend some time on it because this is a movie that, for the life of me, I, I want to go through everybody that worked on the film and say, what were you thinking? Did you... Ever think this was going to work? Was there ever a moment that you were on set that you thought, yeah, this is a good idea for a movie? Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to say that this movie stops being good at the halfway mark when it's revealed that Charlize Theron's character is actually a superpowered being herself. And in fact, Will Smith's lost wife, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to argue with you on that. I think that the movie at that point. ...runs out of ideas. And I don't think it could have... It's because this isn't an idea that can sustain itself. Nah. This is This is... This is a movie that can't sustain itself... ...because the movie doesn't have the guts to do what it really needs to do. Which is to make Hancock the villain. This is a horrible character. Yeah. It is not... It's not actually fun to watch this homeless, drunk guy violently abusing people, violently beating up a kid at one point, Mm -hmm. shoving a guy's head up his ass at one point. I
1: forgot about all
0: this, probably because I blocked it. This isn't fun! Nah. Nah. Just because it's Will Smith doing it, well, I think the box office of late has shown us that that's not enough to make something a good idea.
1: That that was an era uh, where... Like, the, I, I'd like to pinpoint at some point, just for a personal interest, um, like, when uh, studios were obsessed with releasing two versions of a film when it came out on video, the unrated version and the rated version, this is one of those that had one, and it's like, I think I saw the unrated... I don't... Yeah. I think I saw the unrated version... I
0: and it's it's also one of those like yeah this didn't need to be in the film. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I have never seen an unrated version that actually had material that belonged in the film. No, nah. I haven't seen one. Um, I haven't seen an extended cut where the material needed to be in the film. No, that's not that's not referring to guys like, uh, Ridley Scott and uh, James Cameron who actually do go in yeah. and extensively recut their films. Usually, yeah. it's a lot of nonsense that doesn't belong in the film Now,
1: I will say I will make a case for the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, extended those are cuts.
0: different those yeah. are different because those are really trying to get in material that did belong in the films yes, but would have been too much for g- general audiences Yeah. no f- I have no issues with yeah. the cuts of those those are great also um, also I will make a we haven't we haven't covered that thing you do have we we have not, and that's one we where I know to. it was we we need to, and that's the case where it was in fact the director's cut, the director's vision.
1: Yeah, that, and that's also one that has an extended cut, like they mm-hmm. they put it out long after the fact. Yeah. Um, however, that one I would argue, because when I recommend that thing, you do to people, uh, I recommend the theatrical cut first. Become mm-hmm. a, become a fan of the theatrical cut. Then go back and watch the extended cut because the extended cut is more for fans of the film and just little extras which, for people. Which who would be enjoy which would be it. for me. So yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just little extras for people who already love and enjoy the film. But yeah, anyway, that's, that's my back to take
0: Hancock take on that. But anyway, yes, I've, back to I've this read, movie. I noted that it would only work if he was the villain. Mm-hmm. I've read it in an early draft where he was the villain, wow. and it still didn't work. It still uh, didn't work. It was still aggressively unpleasant. Mm-hmm. I just There's no way you can make this work. There's Why? not. I, I think asshole superhero is an idea that people think is funny and it's unbearable to watch. In yeah. real life, it's unbearable. Um, if we are going to have a superhero who does things like that, who's smart-alecky, mm-hmm. you have to make them likable. Mm-hmm. You have to give them the superhuman charm of a Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, likable but flawed. We like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. We want to see him succeed. Also, this movie has one of the weakest villains. Uh, Eddie Marsan, an actor I like, who mm-hmm. has done some great movies. He's in the world. And he's in yes. Happy Go Lucky, which, when we do the fall cast... I'm looking forward to getting to, to that movie mm. because that is the movie that a lot of people like myself watched and were like, oh, Sally Hawkins is awesome and we need to see her in more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's one I cannot wait to get to when we cover the fall cast. Nice. Um, I love him in that. I love him in the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. He's even good in Deadpool too, where he once again gets to be a villain yeah now who is he and he's who? the headmaster he's the headmaster oh yeah he's that's right and he's scary in that he has nothing to do here i didn't connect that that's right he has nothing to do in hancock absolutely yeah. nothing yeah and so there's and there's nothing there so next mama mia i'm gonna Mamma do the mia. same thing that i've said that with sex.
1: that was 10 years ago
0: Yes it was. I'm going to say the same thing I said with uh, I'm going to say the same thing I said with Sex and the City. It's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. If it's for you, great. Glad you loved it. It's not for me. And Pierce Brosnan really can't sing that well. Pierce Brosnan cannot sing. No. Alright, let's jump on ahead to July 11th. Um, Mm -hmm. I do want to point out that Batman Gotham Knight, the first Batman anime and anthology, came out. Mm. It's not bad. But let's talk. Let's let's go into July 11th because there are three movies here, and I'm going to cover them in order of importance. Starting with uh, Meet Dave, Eddie Murphy's entry for the summer. Mm-hmm. Can I just say how much I despise Eddie Murphy at this point? Yeah. I despise Eddie Murphy. I think he had tremendous talent. Mm-hmm. I think Eddie Murphy could have been on a level that no actor had ever seen. Mm-hmm. He had. Everything going for him. He had charm. He had looks. He had energy. He was funny. Mm -hmm. Couldn't sing that well, but he could sing, unlike Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Could act. Could act tremendously well. And his ego pushed him into doing whatever gave him the biggest paycheck. Um, And that is how we wound up with movies like Meet Dave. mm. I am... I have not seen this movie. I will never see this movie. I vaguely this, remember uh, it's something a, titled that. <laughs> it's a movie where Eddie Murphy plays the captain of a starship that is modeled after himself. What? And so he's, and he's a human-sized spaceship. What? This is a. It was a much weirder film before it got rewritten and reworked. Yeah. He's a miniature. He's the captain of a starship of miniature aliens. Mm-hmm. And it's just no, no. Okay. Uh, that seems cl that seems very clunky and awkward. Yes it is. Yes mm-hmm. it is. Next up, Journey to the Center of the Earth.
1: Oh yeah. Brandon Fraser film? I remember this because like I've never seen it. I remember this because of two things. One, it was like, I think the first live-action 3D film. It wasn't the first, but it
0: was one of the first yeah. This, it was one of the first big ones. It was this one of the first, first big ones. to, like,
1: kind of advertise it as such, like, to showcase yeah. it. And I remember that
0: was notable. Uh, I think it was actually shot in 3D. It was. It was. Um, it, was I, it may have been that. It may have been that it was the first one shot in the new process. Yeah. Which is cool.
1: But also, they include the shot that turned me off in the trailer. Like, I've never seen it. It might have been good. I I've heard know. it's fine. They they did make a sequel to it, um, mm-hmm. and but it's like it's I saw the trailer in three, and um, well I think it was on the front of Meet the Robinsons, uh, and he, he Brendan Fraser spits at the camera like, yep. like they're doing this, him brushing his teeth, and it's like the camera is in the sink, and he does it, and it's like
0: ah, oh! yep. <laughs> No, thank you for that. <laughs> no, thank you. So, yeah. let's talk so let's talk about another the other movie that came out that day, the one that I did see. Mhm. Hellboy 2: The Golden Army. Oh yeah. Yes.
1: Good old how much old do we
0: How much do we have to say about this one? I feel like this is one of those movies that if I say it, mm-hmm. we all we've all seen it. Mhm. Though it was actually a very modest performer at the box office. It actually lost a little bit of money. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Um, which is probably why we didn't get the third del toro movie i know everybody's mad that we didn't get third hellboy movie y'all if it lost money there's no reason to think that Universal's going to go forward with the third one i'm sorry
1: yeah it's like y'all need to get your butts in the seats
0: (laughs) you can't i mean i saw it i I saw the hellboy movies in theaters saw the second one twice so you know there's that yeah i saw both of them on video yeah here's the thing this is a great movie and we know it Mm -hmm. i think it holds up insanely well almost ludicrously well i think uh it's gorgeous the special effects are artful it's del toro at full blast what more can i say uh, the one thing I think is really interesting about this movie is that it is, you know, this is the one where Doug Jones replaced David Hyde Pierce as the voice of uh, yes. Abe Sapien. Yes. For those that don't know, there's an interesting story behind that in that Jones was supposed to have done the voice originally. Mm-hmm. And the studio demanded a name voice. Uh, David Hyde Pierce was brought in to do it and he listened to Jones's track and said, why are you hiring me? Yeah. He was actually, he did it, but he wouldn't take credit for it. Mm-hmm. He actually tried to mimic Jones's work. Mm-hmm. And, wow. you know, really was upset about it. And was, you know, wouldn't promote yeah. the movie either. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. wasn't. Yeah,
1: what? And this time
0: out, Jones yeah, did step yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jones now has it in his contract that if he's going to do motion for something, he has to do the voice. Nice, good. Smart. Uh, that's that's why on Star Trek Discovery, that's him doing the voice work. Oh, he's
1: on Star Trek Discovery?
0: Yep, he's under a lot of latex, of course, because he's Doug Jones. Holy hell, awesome. But, he, you know, that he's acting on it. He's acting, acting on it. Um, Good. So that's, that's just, look, Hellboy 2, we know it, we love it. But now we're coming to the big one, y'all. The movie that defined the summer. Space mm-hmm. Chimps. Space Chimps. July <laughs> yeah. On a $37 million budget Grossed $30 million And I've never seen this movie Of course I've never seen this movie I I didn't go anywhere near this movie No Why would you? (laughs) Because Opening the same day Mm -hmm. On a budget of $185 million And grossing $533 million In the United States Ah Here we are here we are, and we're not going to spend very long on it because this is actually our very next podcast that we're going to record. Yes. The next time we record, we're going to record on the trilogy that contains The Dark Knight.
1: The Dark Knight.
0: Yes. It's The Dark Knight. Yes. If I thought, if I thought there was no need to say anything about Hellboy 2, my God, there's nothing I have to say about The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there will be because I'm going to have to talk for at least an hour on it, but yeah. it's The Dark Knight. It's yeah. Well, we're Chris- ta- we're talking on the trilogy. Like we're gonna talk we, on the trilogy, just to be clear. But, but yes, I mean, my God. So, uh, so I'm gonna take this moment to ask a question that we won't get to on the cast, which is: Do you think if Heath Ledger had lived, a) do you think the movie would have been as successful, and b) do you think he would have uh, won his Oscar?
1: Honestly, like I think uh, I'm not sure about the Oscar bit. However, like so it's like. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I absolutely think he did. However, I think, uh, like, before he died, um, his inclusion as the Joker did generate a lot of buzz, because nobody would've, nobody would've thought of him. Nobody would've thought of him as... And no one would've thought of the performance he gave. Yeah, Um, doing that role. Like, he, uh, nobody would've, um, uh, yeah, to, to, to in that and like when like he died january of that year and yes he did. came out yeah and of course his work was completed on it um mm-hmm. they didn't have to do any research reshoots on him no oh. um but yeah i don't know it's a tough one i think it still would have done really really
0: well i think it would have lost 50 million I yeah think, i would I think fifty. you could shave $50 million off of that. That's not bad. However, that's... you're still... And that's my estimate. However, you're still looking at $480 million.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think this one was going... Here's what's interesting. Batman Begins was not a big hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very minimal hit in the summer of 2005. Yeah. But you'd better believe that thing played on video like no one's business. Yeah. People went back to it over and over again. There was a mm-hmm. real, there was a real sensation that this was going to be something special. You also yeah. bringing in the Joker was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew Two-Face was going to be in it. Yeah. You know, that was obviously going to be, people wanted to see this thing. And yeah. there was also the sense that this was going to be something special. Mm-hmm. Boy, wasn't it? Yeah. Boy, howdy, was it? Mm-hmm. Hi, Lola. Can I don't know now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna give her the remote? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're gonna c- cover this one, but this is—I'm gonna say this on the Oscar. Mm-hmm. My answer to do I think Ledger would have won comes down to this. Mm-hmm. I look at who won before and after him. Mm. Before him, you have Javier Bardem for No Country for Old Men, yes. one of the definitive villain performances of all time. Yeah. yeah. After him, you have Christoph Waltz. Inglorious Bastards, mm. one yes. of the definitive villain performances of all time. Mm-hmm. Then you look at who else was up for Best Supporting Actor, including a performance we're going to get to later. This cast, mm-hmm. Ledger is by far and away the one that fits that middle part by far and away. Mm. I think I think Ledger would have still. I, th- I think he would have won. Also, yeah. posthumous Oscars don't go out that often. Yeah, very rarely, in fact. Mm. I think Ledger wins. I think Ledger wins. I, I, don't think there was, I don't think there was ever a situation where he wasn't going to win. He was too great in this part. Yeah. We will discuss that on the next cast. We've got, because now is when, we, here's the thing. After The Dark Knight, you may have noticed that so far there's been a lot of movies that's like, oh, I know that movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Let's jump off a cliff, shall we? <laughs> Let's take the plunge. Let's take the plunge. The Dark Knight ate up all the air in the summer of 2008 mm-hmm. like it ate it up um the titles that there are some very good titles still to come but i'm telling you the landscape changes mm-hmm. july 25th you've got uh man on wire came out uh, uh yes. started its limited release this is an awesome documentary great i've movie. got a no, great yeah. movie i got nothing but love for it it's an awesome documentary was... admittedly there's a lot of suspense that's removed from it just by the nature of it being a documentary. Yeah, because
1: the guy is actually and the guy is a really charming like performer. Like he's worth watching just for him. Oh hell yeah. Like and I will say also they made a live action movie of this, um, called um The Walk. The Walk, yeah. I will say it's not necessary because the documentary exists and it was fine. But The Walk was also Robert Zemeckis, so it's also... It's it's a nice companion piece to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I will say that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I will... Now we're going to come to a movie that a lot of people love and I don't. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Step Brothers, um, which I but, hate to do because I love Adam McKay's films. Yeah? Except for Step Brothers. Yeah. Step Brothers, to me, is such a lazy film mm-hmm. it has nothing going for it except um except oh isn't it funny that these guys are uh man children and it's not funny mm-hmm. uh I love Will Ferrell I love John C. Riley. same Talladega Nights still exists mm-hmm. Talladega Nights hasn't been wiped off the face of the planet um mm-hmm. so if I want to watch them together in something I'll just watch Talladega Nights again that said, this still has some funny scenes. I'm not going to say it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the job interview sequence is art. It's one great scene that can be taken out of context in YouTube. Mm-hmm. I just don't like this movie very much. And it's, by the way, fun fact: it's the first movie I ever saw completely alone in a theater.
1: Oh, really? That hmm. was kind of cool. Yeah.
0: Um, you mean like? And,
1: you mean like by yourself? Like uh, you were the only in one in the theater? Nice. That's yeah. always a fun experience.
0: That was neat. Um, Mm -hmm. Then there was the other movie that came out the same day that I saw the same day. I actually made a double feature. Nice. This is a movie I've written about before. Uh, Let's talk briefly on The X-Files, I want to believe. Ah, yes. I know you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love this as a a finale to The Um, Mm X-Files. I actually, as much as I like the uh, 10th season... I kind of, in my head, stop it at here. This is kind of, for me, the last canonical thing that I think of, and I feel like everything else that's come since is kind of a bonus material. This, for me, is the perfect finale for these characters, which is they're adrift. They're never going to get resolution. They're never going to get peace. They're never going to be satisfied, and at the end of the day, they have to find satisfaction in themselves. I think it is an art house film as a sequel to this franchise it Mm. is an art house masquerading as a mainstream film i have written on it before i'm and and i'll post that piece again with this i think it's a fantastic film i think it is a a meditation on grief on Mm -hmm. failing as a human being on living with one's legacy on the discomfort that that creates Mm -hmm. i think this is a great motion picture I, I, I've gone from I actually had this in my worst of list of two thousand
1: you?
0: And it was and I'll tell you why I did. Because I also had it as a runner up on my best of list too. Because Ooh. this movie has some problems because it's very problematic. It's very homophobic in places. Ooh yeah. Yeah, it's problematic. But I do love this film. And I think ultimately the problems with it are what make it great, if that makes sense. This is a movie that is wrestling with some things, and I think this is a brilliant piece of cinema. I think it's a gorgeous looking film too Um, Chris Carter The show's creator does not get enough credit For how well he directed it It is a beautiful looking movie This is one that I want To get a rediscovery It won't mean anything if you haven't watched the show But I think it deserves a rediscovery Mm -hmm. Not worth a rediscovery Let's quickly shoot through I didn't see The Mummy 3 I didn't see The Mummy 3 It lost a good amount of money though It lost 30... It lost at least $73 million. You know, I'm not so sure that Speed Racer is the biggest flop of this summer, because some of these movies have lost just about as much. Yeah. Look, doing a Mummy 3 seven years after the first one was a mistake.
1: Yeah, was Brendan Fraser in that one?
0: Yeah, Brendan Fraser came back. I forgot there was even a Mummy 3. Rachel Vice did not, by the way. Uh. I... We didn't need this movie. We didn't need this movie. I didn't see it. I'm not. I also didn't see the Kevin Costner comedy swing boat. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't see it. I don't have anything to say about it. So I didn't see, on August 6th, I didn't see Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants either. Mm -hmm. uh, The second one. Mm -hmm. I didn't see uh, that one. But I did see Pineapple Express. So let's talk about Pineapple Express. Yes. Can I be honest and say that I kind of wrestle with how I feel about this movie 10 yeah. years later? Like, I think mm-hmm. it's a good movie and I enjoyed it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I ever go back to it, though. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to realize that I wasn't sparked to, oh, I need to rewatch that when I was going through this list. It was, yeah, that was the thing that I watched. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm finding as time goes by, I feel that way with a lot of Judd Apatow produced movies. Yeah. Where it's like, I was so hot on them in that year, Mm -hmm. and nothing. I I, I hinted that we were going to eventually discuss Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm -hmm. That's one that I still am very passionate about. And I think that's because that's one with real ideas and real stuff to sink your teeth into. Mm -hmm. Man, there's nothing here. There is nothing here. Um, There is the interesting idea that uh, early on in development, uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen switched roles. I think that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah. you put this next. Put this next to Super Bad uh, from the same writers mm-hmm. from the previous yeah. year. From the previous year, and that was a passion project for them. This mm-hmm. was not. Yeah, I don't. I just. I don't. I. I. There is. As I said, it's a fun movie. But I don't detect any personal touch on this one. I also don't know that it. I also don't know that it's. It's kind of mean spirited. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people talk about the Apatow movies having serious issues with women, the woman character in this movie is really disposable and ultimately is disposed of long before the third act. Ooh. Uh, yeah. It's not. Now that's not making me feel as icky as Knocked Up is coming to make me feel super icky. Yeah, I I really and truly I loved Knocked Up so much in the moment. Same. But man, I'm having trouble getting past how that movie treats women. The longer that I think about, I am. Yeah. I especially hate that because I feel like Apatow did a good job with the 40 year old virgin, of really putting in some good fleshed out women. Mm -hmm. I don't know. With Knocked Up, I I'm having some issues with it. And I think I w- wasn't able to have those issues in the moment because it masks them with a couple of good scenes. But when you get right down to it, Catherine mm-hmm. Heigel's complaints about the movie—I don't think she's wrong. What, what did she I don't say think about it? That her character was a nag. Yeah. Oh she doesn't yeah. ever. She doesn't ever get to be funny. That's true. And I don't know, Pineapple Express—it's a fine movie, but I don't burn very hot for it now. I—I think it's good. Good if you get to see it. But I'm not in love with it. Yeah. That said, Superbad is still, oh my god, amazing. Superbad is still everything. And you want to talk about a movie, by the way, that doesn't have the same issue with women? Yeah. I like that it's a movie that is wrestling with women from the way that a teenage boy really would. Yeah. These guys aren't so sure. And it helps that that one, for Jonah Hill's Dream Girl, they cast a first-time actress uh, making mm-hmm. her, act- her film debut – who god just i mean this was this was a case where someone was born ready with emma stone yeah Yeah. i mean you you could have looked at that performance and gone well she's gonna win an oscar Mm -hmm. yeah she hit the ground running um i look forward to if we ever are in a situation where we get to discuss Eza. i i'll put it that way yeah but we got, but we got, we have a surprising amount of movies still yet to come. So let's shoot through these. Um, let's get to Tropic Thunder because there's a movie that I still love. Yeah. I still love Tropic Thunder. I still love Tropic Thunder, and it's funny. I still love Tropic Thunder even though that one is really problematic. Yeah. But I think that it's because the movie makes it about being problematic. Yeah. The movie point blank says, "This is weird." Now, I'll say this. Was it Ben Stiller's place to do this as a writer and director? No. 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 Ben Stiller had no place telling this joke. Yeah. But you know what? If he was going to tell it, he told it great. Um, Robert Downey Jr. had an amazing summer. This is where he got his Best Supporting Actor nomination.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And he deserves it. Robert Downey Jr. is so good in this movie. Just to bring it back, so is Jack Black. Ooh. And so is Ben Stiller. I love those guys. Yeah, um it's killing me that I'm not thinking of the actor that played Alpa Chino. There's Gosh. a great name for you. Oh, God. He was good. Ooh. Jay Baruchel, who I love in everything especially undeclared this was the beginning
1: of the comeback
0: for tom hanks i think
1: just because like tom, yeah, cruise. tom cruise excuse me tom tom, tom, H- cruise. tom hanks never went away uh yeah because he like three years earlier he had that whole scientology thing uh um, which i yeah which that was heck. the less said about that the better but And it Uh,
0: overshadowed a great movie. That's the thing that I hate, is it overshadowed an amazing movie. Which one?
1: War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I love
0: War of the Worlds. I think the only movie better that year was Munich. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Spielberg is GOAT. Spielberg is GOAT. Yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, no, he he came in with a cameo that was pretty self-effacing
0: and, you know, respect. And he's not the only one in it, um... Danny McBride, who by the way, mm-hmm. three times he shows up this summer: Foot Fist Way, Pineapple Express, and he's in this. Hmm. He's great. Wow. He's great. McBride doesn't screw up any time he's on screen. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I really want to stress. I love Danny McBride. I think that dude is hilarious. I think so too. Yeah. Um, he's great, and I'm interested in the fact that he's co. You know what his next movie is, right? No. Co-writing Halloween. Oh shit! Really? He's co-writing the Halloween reboot. Nice. Yes, he is. The oh, one yeah. that says, okay, every movie after the first movie didn't happen.
1: Mm-hmm. No, fun.
0: Michael Myers is not her, her brother. It's going to be a sequel then? Direct sequel to the first movie. I'm looking forward to that one. Nice. Um, so there's that. Um, but anyway, Tropic Thunder, let's see, let's listen to some of the other cameos in this movie. Bill Hader is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... You've also got Matthew McConaughey, uh, in a part that was intended, by the way, very tragic for Owen Wilson. Wilson did not get to do this movie because, unfortunately, he had a suicide attempt. Mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Rough. Um, I, this movie has a great cast. It has—everybody in this movie is firing on all cylinders. Uh, Steve Coogan is in it. I love Steve Coogan. And I want us all to keep that name in mind, because I'm going to be coming back to this one at the end of the cast, which is going to be very shortly, actually. Um, I just, look, I love this movie. This is an awesome movie. I still think this one's hilarious. This one still cracks me up. Ooh. It's a good looking movie, too. Stiller is a damn good director, is the thing. He directs good. So there, there there's that one. Um, and we may come back to that one for a full cast. Uh, that one, we may be coming back to for a full cast. On August fifteenth, we've got three movies, and I'm just going to shoot through them really fast. The animated movie "Fly Me to the Moon," which I don't think anybody remembers that one. Nah, nope. I the horror don't. movie, the horror movie "Mirrors." I don't think anybody remembers that one. And regrettably, mm-hmm. the, the movie we do remember, "Star Wars: The Clone Wars." Mm. Let me get out my let me get out my let me let me get out my punching gloves here. If you think think The Last Jedi is the worst thing ever to happen to Star Wars, you need to sit down and watch this movie and then tell me that with a straight face. Mm -hmm. And that is all I have to say about that. Mm -hmm. I really hate this movie. The longer that Disney's reign on Star Wars has gone on, the more I hate this movie. And also, the more that I hate, the more that I watch Of the Clone Wars show and mm-hmm. of rebels the more amazed i am that this was how it started mhm i think the animated sector of the star wars universe and i'm not going to spoil this but solo makes it clear that the animated sector is canon oh, it really? includes a yes it includes a cameo by a character who isn't only in the animated movies mm-hmm. but you would you you would only know he was in it mm-hmm. he, his appearance only makes sense if you watch the animated series how about that interesting okay yeah. Hmm. It's a character who, if you just go in the movies, shouldn't be there. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, but anyway, I don't like the Clone Wars movie. We've covered it next. Next. And boy, is it going to be a case where we're going to want to go next because we've got some good ones coming up. Yeah. Um, August twenty, August 20th gives us The Rocker. Mm-hmm. The Rain Wilson vehicle that basically explained why he didn't become a star uh, outside of the office. I sort of remember that one. It's, it lost money. It mm. lost money. That's what's interesting. is It was a $15 million movie and it only made $6.5 yeah. Known for some wildly inaccurate advertising that completely mm. altered the plot of the movie. There's a bummer.
1: The, I... Mm. Yeah, I hate misleading. We've covered it, but I hate I hate yep. misleading trailers so much.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's let's move on to August twenty second. Um, mm-hmm. you have a couple of interesting oddities here. You have Death Race, mm-hmm. the Jason Statham movie, which. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Next, next. I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> yeah. You have the House Bunny, the Anna Ferris comedy, ah, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, which tried to convince us that a uh, sorority of women uh, played by Kat Dennings and Emma Stone would be the outcast sorority. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, movies, you are so full of shit. Yeah. You have The Long Shots, an Ice Cube uh, starring uh, comedy about a, uh, a little girl that wants to play football that I'm only including on this list because of who directed it. Who directed it? Fred Durst. Really? Uh-huh. Does that name seem familiar? Like, um, I know he's a musician. <laughs> Limp Bizkit. Limp, Limp Bizkit. Biscuit. L- really? Yep. Frontman of Limp Biscuit directed a family comedy. Really? Mm-hmm. And wow. then we come to a movie that I am dying to talk about. Mm-hmm. In fact, you're going to probably be hearing music from it as we go out. Mhm. Let's talk briefly about the notorious emblem of why Sundance movies do not play in real life. Mm-hmm. Hamlet 2. Hamlet 2. Yeah. If I have one mission with this cast, it's that I want y'all to actually give this one a shot. Yeah. It's a lot. This movie sh- this is a wonderful movie and it yeah. it actually lost money. It actually in terms of its budget lost money. Mhm. I
1: just remember. I, I don't remember that much about because I, I last saw it ten years ago. I need to revisit. Um, I, it's one
0: I go back. It's one I go back to.
1: Yeah, it's a feel good film. Like if I mm. I remember correctly, it is.
0: It really is. Ultimately, yeah. And it's Steve Coogan, who I love. I do too. Alan um, Partridge people. Yeah. Look it up.
1: Yeah, and uh, I just remember. I remember, like, the ad campaign was very
0: misleading. It really was, because Mm -hmm. it didn't sell you anything on what the movie was about. No. The problem is, they made the play the center of the ad campaign. Yeah, and it's not about the play really at all. It's about the making of it. It's about the putting it together. It's about the culture (laughs) clash that's going on. Yeah. It is... What I would have done if I was running the advertisements is I would have kept everything about the play Mm -hmm. under wraps. And that would have been the selling point for the movie is you're not going to believe what it is when you see it. Mm -hmm. I would have saved that and let that be the word of mouth thing that draws audiences in. Mm -hmm. Because it's worth it when you see it. When When you see that final production, it is worth it. It is a hysterically funny movie. And it died in theaters Mm -hmm. And I really think that the reason that it died Was no one knew what it was Universal Mm -hmm. I also think that Universal tried really hard This is something that I want to tell everybody that runs an ad campaign Don't ever do this They sold it as the next big thing Don't do that what they should have done is run a campaign that let audiences feel like they were finding something. And they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. They, they really ran a campaign that was a hard sell. Don't do that. Let audiences find this movie. Let them come to it generic, genuinely. They also mm-hmm. released it in wide release immediately. It should have been a rollout release. They should have played up a word-of-mouth campaign on this movie, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. This is one... It never even got to find its cult status because it was just brushed off too quickly. This is one that is still out there. I really recommend it. It's worth finding. Uh, I want to point out, Director Andrew Fleming's credentials. This is the guy that gave us the craft. This is the guy that gave us dick. This is a dude that mm-hmm. knows high school comedies.
1: Yeah. that's. I'm sorry, that's just a funny sentence, but
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know but and it's deliberate I mean that's the film I mean this is a guy that knows this material Mm -hmm. this is a guy that and unfortunately this killed his career this is one that I'm telling you find it come to it yes this was worth it I'm glad I saw this movie so this is one that's one that I really love and we only have a few more movies left, but oh boy, are they going to be worth it. Uh, yeah. On August 27th, you have Traitor, uh, which is a Don Cheadle spy movie. Only interesting because the story for it was written by one Steve Martin. Oh, really? A thriller with a story by Steve Martin. That's kind of interesting. Damn, yeah. Martin's an interesting guy. Martin is a cool guy. Um and then we come to August. Uh, I still need
1: to see their uh, uh, the Netflix special with him. And I've Martin heard it's right. Yeah.
0: And then we come to three movies, and we're going to end on a very specific one for a reason. Yeah. Um, Babylon A.D. the the uh, Vin Diesel comedy or Vin Diesel action movie. It wasn't a comedy though. it Apparently played like an action movie. Ooh. I've heard this one was weird. I've heard this one was strange. I've heard it just didn't make any sense. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is. This is. This one was a mess. It was cut to shreds. Mm. What was it Babylon A. D. Babylon A. D. I
1: vaguely kind of remember that this existed. Yeah.
0: Yep. Mm. I can assure you, you don't remember that the next movie I'm going to list existed. Yeah. Do you even know what college is? Uh. <laughs> no. I... no. No. It sounds familiar, but no that's just it it sounds familiar this is one that was just this was you gotta keep in mind this is This is Labor Day Weekend this is we're shitting movies out or yeah. I don't think that this was Labor Day Weekend but this was just before it yeah. this was we're shitting movies out mm-hmm. uh, this one was one that was dumped mm-hmm. I want to point out that there was a point where about this time on the schedule Punisher Warzone was placed ah, I wish yes. it had come out yet. I wish it had come out then 'Cause it would've fit perfect in this moment. Yeah. It would have been a great hot, grimy summer movie. Yeah. And, and that me we
1: Like uh which <clears throat> which studio made that one? Lionsgate. Lionsgate, that's right. Because um, that was like um like I know it's back in Marvel's possession.
0: Yeah, it is because they've yeah. got uh because they've done the T V show now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's, I,
1: I really wish Like in my in my head In my head canon I know it's not uh, In my head canon This is part of the MCU
0: <laughs> It is It is in mine too It's yeah. not Yeah It's a shame um, Yeah But I always consider it as such <laughs> Let's uh, But let's talk about what they did Put it in its place mm-hmm. We started On Iron Man mm-hmm. We end on Disaster Movie Oh If you haven't heard our cast on it, oh, the one where we reviewed it as if it was good, go back and listen to it. I just want to take a moment to say how happy I am that Seltzer and Friedberg cannot find work. They cannot find work to save their lives now. Yeah, they did. Is,
1: they really shouldn't. Like, I just, I'm sorry, but
0: they're not talent.
1: No.
0: I like Best Night Ever more that I th- the more that I think about it it has some huge mistakes yeah like it violates the found footage rules left and right yeah but I like it I do at least like the characters in it I like the actresses I thought they did a good job mhm and at least it looked like it cost what it cost yeah disaster movie I'm floored by what a cheap motion picture it is Ugh. I'm also fascinated by how it's 75 minutes, and I think it is interminable in length. Mm. I yeah. cannot, for the life of me, understand how you could get 75 minutes. What's funny is, okay, it's a parody of Cloverfield in terms of its structure. Mm-hmm. You And Cloverfield is the same length. Yeah. And Cloverfield is, <laughs> Cloverfield gets a lot more plot in there. Cloverfield packs it in terms of plot Mm -hmm. This movie has The thing is If that was going to be your structure That's actually a really good structure But the problem is this is a parody movie So whereas Cloverfield packs it With monster incidents Oh and it also gives you characters That you give a rat's ass about In the first place Mm -hmm. This one packs it full of parodies And so many of those parodies are already dated Oh yeah they were dated
1: like a year after Mm Hmm. Uh, this is the one that has the horrifying Kung Fu Panda in it. Is it. This
0: is the one with the horrifying Kung Fu Panda.
1: Yikes! Like, okay, I had I'm going to throw some coworkers under the bus, <laughs> some coworkers who I who I like a lot. Um, but they're talking about I'm not going to name by name, but they're talking about uh, how much they love. Like, keep in mind, they're when this came out. They were, let's see, like 25 now. Uh, they would have
0: been 15 then.
1: Yeah, so teenagers. Anyway, so they, and also who probably hadn't seen the likes of, hadn't seen better, like the likes of the Naked Gun. Yeah. Whatever, like how, it should, how like, it should have been, how it was done in Tay-Day, that genre, but... Because uh, the naked gun holds up.
0: Oh God, yes, it does.
1: And honestly, the fact that OG's, even with
0: the, the fact yeah, that even with the double murderer in it,
1: yeah, and it's satisfying because you see him get hit in the crotch with a cactus. Like that's even <sighs> that's even better with time. Like, it is with time and context because he gets punished. But anyway <laughs> not enough for a double murder, but you know No, no, not near enough, but it's still great to watch. Um But anyway, so yeah, throwing co some coworkers under the bus. Um yeah, they're praising they, this, and I'm just like, you what, even with like I think they're actually praising every movie, but I still I still kinda got them on it and it's like what, you mean, even with the completely terrifying uh, Kung Fu Panda so I guess it has its
0: fans but the thing is I'm willing eh. to I'm, I'm going to make a prediction mm-hmm. no, I'm going to bet your coworkers workers no, haven't seen it since mm-hmm. I'm going to bet they haven't seen it yeah no, no, I'm going to guarantee you they haven't seen it since it came out yeah probably not
1: otherwise they have good taste that's right
0: <laughs> yeah I will say, mm. this one makes it pretty easy, by the way, for yeah, me. If you were yeah, to ask me, what's yeah, the worst yeah, movie of the summer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. If you were to ask me, what's the worst movie of the summer of 2008? Might... Hands down, Disaster, Disaster Artist um. runs it, or not Disaster Artist. Dumb. <laughs> That's disaster a good one. movie, yeah. Disaster movie runs it. Um, <laughs> what's the best movie of the summer of 2008? Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, Dark Knight. Yes, hands down. I'm not gonna, I'm not I gonna argue the Dark Knight. Of... I think the mass audience is right on this one. Um, Sorry, Lola is really trying to talk a lot. Sorry. She's cute, though, so I can accept it. She is cute. Overall, now that we've looked back at it, do you still think the summer of 2008 is a great summer? I think it's a fantastic summer. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I do, too. I think think the bad is unusually good here, is the way that I'd put it. Mm Mm-hmm. The bad, like, because a movie like Hancock is bad, mm-hmm. but it's fascinatingly bad. Yeah. A movie like What Happens in Vegas is bad, but it's interestingly bad. hmm A movie like Disaster Artist, is, or, God, I'm still doing it. <laughs> a movie like Disaster Movie is insanely you're, fascinating to watch. You're trying to think of better movies. I am. <laughs> Disaster Movie is fascinating to watch. I... I almost have to recommend it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it works on any level. Um, I think that you have some... I think that you have some... I think you have some areas where... I I wouldn't say that it's deficient. I do feel like kids' movies... Maybe it's because the the two big studios fired such heat. But that does seem to be one thing that I, I noticed is lacking is you don't really have a big live-action kids movie, if you notice. hmm You really don't. If you go back and look at it, you've got the American Girl movie. hmm And then Meet Dave, kind of. There may have been an Eddie Murphy movie, by the way, that I left off. I want to point that out. Oh, yes? Intentionally, or...? uh, just unintentionally. Okay. I do find it interesting that live-action kids movies basically went by the wayside, and I really think that's entirely hmm. a result of um just the air was eaten up with um the the animated movies yeah i think the two animated movies are so strong of course this is the summer where the comic book movie basically said that's it this is what we're going to do from now on yes but yes. it wasn't just comic book movies if you liked action there were some good action mm-hmm. if you liked dra- drama you know, there was some good drama. Women had some really good options this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hmm It was a diverse summer, and I think that that's something that I do think Hollywood needs to do a little bit of a better job on, which is throwing diverse options out. Yes. I do think that the underperformance of movies like Get Smart does kind of speak to the fact that some of the traditional formulas weren't working. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if that one had done just a little bit better, you could have said, okay, the TV-to-movie pipeline is still a good idea. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a minor thing, and I still think that's a damn good movie. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me what a strong summer this was for comedy. Yeah. That's that's one thing I think is interesting is you look at this, and, you know, I mentioned I'm cooling on Pineapple Express. I still think it's good. Yeah. I'm in the minority on Step Brothers.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm in, you know Tropic Thunder is amazing Hamlet 2 is amazing Iron Man is hilarious It is Get Smart is funny Mm -hmm. You had some good stuff this summer
1: Um, By the way, I didn't notice Until This last time uh, Until uh, This last time watching Spider-Man I think it was Spider-Man There is a callback to the robotic arm uh, Mm And
0: yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, the robotic arm. The the robotic arm makes a cameo. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I overall, Mm -hmm. I still think I still hold by my thesis that this is a great summer. Mm -hmm. I think the 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 I think there's a little more frayed ends on it than I thought. Yeah, Um, there are a few more frayed ends just from looking at the bad movies. Yeah, but what's great was indescribably great. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah.
1: Two thousand eight in general, like even besides movies, was just was just
0: a great summer. Um like in my memory. A lot was happening. Mm-hmm. So that that's my thoughts on that. And uh, you can find us at the dot org. All of our contact stuff is there. Yep. Check out our sister show
1: on the feed and on YouTube. Uh uh that run with my friend Kitty. Uh it's
0: uh the ship is sailed. I've got my column on tie in novels that I just did a uh today it's late at th- by this point everyone will have read it um but I posted a a comparison of solo to the uh Star Wars novel take on Han Solo's origin. So there's that. Yeah, there's so that. We, we have a lot of content for you guys. So yeah, yep.
1: check check all that out.
0: Check us out, y'all. Yeah, and I'm going to go tend to my I'm going to go tend to my toddler. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Later, everybody. Bye.
1: He's totally the man, the man with the plan. He traveled through time in an awesome custom van. Moralistically, he taught us to be good, how to set our souls free and do all the shit we should. Now we do the right deeds, we go to church and such, and we stop smoking weed, well, at least not as much. And we can't forget to mention the golden rule Do unto others as you would have them Slam bam, spinky man, doing to you Rock me, rock me, rock me, sexy Jesus He died for our sins, you gotta believe us Rock me, rock me, rock me, sexy Jesus